Well, a consumer watchdog has revealed an alarming rise in scams, with unsuspecting Australians fleeced more than $3 billion last year. That's a staggering 80% increase from 2021, with the bulk of losses from dodgy investment scams that sound authentic as crooks become more and more sophisticated. Let's get more from ABC Senior Business Correspondent Peter Ryan, who joins us in the studio. Peter, good morning to you. We've become pretty accustomed to receiving scams pretty much all the time now, but Given this rise, how difficult is it for regulators to just keep up with these crooks? Well, Glenn, uh, this is now a relentless uh, job for regulators like the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission Scam Watch, which received 239,000 scam reports last year. Now, that number is down from 2021, but it's the alarming size of these losses, $1.5 billion to investment scams, $229 million lost to remote access scams, $224 million lost in payment redirection scams where crooks impersonate a bank. Losses experienced by each victim has risen by 50% to an average $20,000 per victim. And scammers are using new technology like AI, raising big concerns about the possibilities for chat GPT. Now, in one case, a 75-year-old woman, Doris McAllister, transferred $260,000, her life savings, from the Commonwealth Bank to a Singapore bank to get a better interest rate. CBA was found to have followed good banking practice uh, despite this scam. And uh, as a result, Doris McAllister, 75-year-old, has been forced back into part-time work. So there's a scam for just about everything these days on any platform, text, phone, email, internet, social media, the lot of them. ACCC Deputy Chair Katrina Lowe told me there are disturbing new targets, people with disabilities, culturally and linguistically diverse Australians, and also younger Australians looking for a job, maybe even just a bit of work experience. Young people who might be looking for work, in a, particularly in a, a, a cost of living environment that is challenging, are vulnerable to scams that promise the work that they need. Equally, there are scammers for those who are looking for love. There are scammers for those who are looking to make their next investment. There are scammers for parents who would quite understandably want to help out their kids who are in trouble. So that is one of the really difficult things about scammers is that they are genuinely intent on exploiting ordinary human characteristics. Is there any particular case study there that stands out where someone really has fallen for the trap and got themselves into deep trouble and lost a lot of money simply by being conned? So the largest losses that we see are in the context of investment scams. There were $1.5 billion in losses to investment scams reported last year. And that goes to some degree with the nature of the scam. They are encouraging people to hand over large sums of money for investments. We are also seeing instances through bank impersonation scams where people are clearing out their entire bank account because they are being convinced by a very sophisticated scammer that they are in fact protecting themselves. So there are many, many very distressing stories 
Also, the Indigenous population being targeted along with people with disabilities or members of the community who are culturally and linguistically diverse. People from a culturally and linguistically diverse community are overrepresented in our report in terms of financial losses for identity theft, pyramid schemes and distressingly threat to life scams. And we do need to make sure that we're addressing those trends in addition to the sorts of scams that are causing the really big headline number losses. How difficult, though, is it now to determine if that text or that email or that call is a crook? The scammers are becoming increasingly sophisticated. We are, for example, seeing instances where the scam text message will appear within the feed of text messages from a legitimate institution. There are some subtle things that consumers can look out for, such as slightly different appearance and, and language. Your bank will never ask you to move money to another account. That should be a very big red flag to consumers that something is not right. Hear that loud and clear. ACCC Deputy Chair Katrina Lowe with Peter Ryan, who's still with us. And Peter, what are the answers then, given that, that based on this update from the ACCC, the scammers are winning, yeah? Yeah, this is a massive problem, Glenn, and the uh, targeting scams report from the ACCC out this morning wants to see a unified approach between uh, the government, government agencies, intelligence agencies, but also the private sector. Uh, Katrina Lowe told me the big answer is greater collaboration, which implies there's probably not enough at the moment. And we've seen this in the fractured responses to hacking attacks at Optus, Medibank, Private and Latitude, where current regulations and privacy laws have been at odds with the best methods to track down these scammers and also to protect consumers. There's also some way to go with reining in social media giants who in many cases have allowed their platforms to be used for scams. We've seen a lot of that with investment scams and crypto scams that have been popping up on Facebook feeds, although Katrina Lowe says progress is being made. It's still pretty slow progress. A work in progress indeed. Well, I've got you, Peter. I think the Reserve Bank's most recent minutes are out tomorrow. Everybody nervous to see what they might do next. What are the chances, do you think, of the bank maintaining this rates freeze when next month's meeting rolls around? Well, these minutes will be really important to see just how close that decision was on the Reserve Bank's decision to pause interest rates at the April meeting and whether or not that's going to follow through to the May meeting. We saw uh, some very hot jobs numbers last week, 3.5% unemployment, which shows a tight jobs market. The economy's running hot in many sectors. We'll be waiting to see what happens with the official quarterly inflation numbers out at the end of this month. So there's going to be a lot of focus on these um, on these minutes and we'll be going through the tea leaves to see if we can find any gaps that might actually give us a bit more information. Look forward to hearing what you find. Thanks a lot. Peter Ryan, the ABC's Senior Business Correspondent.